0: the ruling classes tremble at a communistic revolution. The proletarians have nothing to lose but their chains. They have a world to win. Working men of all countries unite. That was a rallying cry from Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the two conflicting ideologies present in the Cold War, the Soviet Union and communism and Western capitalist democracies. The Russian Revolution of 1917 resulted in the creation of the first communist state in the world. But what do we mean by communism? Well, Karl Marx believed that capitalism led to the exploitation of the proletarian majority. By proletariat, we mean the workers. And the exploitation of the proletarian majority would be by the ruling bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie being the people who own the means of production. That might be the factory, the mill or the farmland. Karl Marx believed that the workers or the proletariat were alienated from their labor, alienated from their skills and alienated from their fellow workers. They were alienated from their labor because they often made things that they would never be able to afford themselves. They were alienated from their skills because the mass production that was encouraged under capitalism didn't allow them to express themselves and use their skills fully and they were alienated from their fellow workers because they were often made to compete against them. Now Karl Marx also believed that history was a dialectic, that there were always two classes that competed against one another. In the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx said, the history of all hitherto existing society is a history of class struggles, free man and slave, patrician and plebeian, lord and serf, guildmaster and journeyman, in a word, oppressor and oppressed, stood in constant opposition to one another, carried on an uninterrupted, now hidden, now open fight, that each time ended either in the revolutionary reconstitution of society at large, or in the common ruin of the contending classes. So for Marx, he believed that history was always driven by this, this competition between the exploited and the exploiteur. And under capitalism, the exploited was the proletariat, the worker, and the exploiteur was the bourgeoisie, or the owners of the means of production. Now, eventually, this dialectic, this competition and this conflict between classes would inevitably lead to communism. There would be a violent revolution, violent because the bourgeoisie would refuse to give up their power, and the proletariat would rise up once they were conscious of their oppression. Now, once this Russian Revolution took place in 1917, Western capitalist democracies reacted. And they reacted because these Western capitalist democracies like the USA and Britain had very different values. They believed in individual fundamental rights, that every citizen should have equal opportunities but not necessarily equal outcomes. They would believe in a free market with competition, a free exchange of goods, minimal government intervention in the economy. And there'll be businesses that would compete, privately owned businesses that would compete. And this competition in Western capitalist democracies, they believe that this would benefit everyone because any individual was free to join the competition if he or she so wished. So how do these two systems compare? Well, let us begin with the economic systems. Capitalist economies were run with limited government in mind, and the belief was that this would allow a free market system to flourish. Now, The way that goods were produced and priced and sold would be determined by this free market. This would mean that the goods that were produced and what they cost would be determined by supply and demand, not decided centrally by the government. Now, this is radically different to what the Soviet Union and communism would believe. In these communist countries, um, property and the means of production would not belong to individuals and companies. In the communist economic system, the means of production, so the farm or the factory or the mill, and also the resources would be owned and controlled by the government, and therefore in their eyes, the public. In a communist system, there was no private property. The bourgeoisie would have been wiped out. There was no one there to own the means of production, no one to own private property. And the government would determine what goods were produced, who produced them, and who received them. Now let's talk about the different political systems in these two competing ideologies. In the US and in its Western allies, they generally had representative governments. Now, in these democratic governments, they would usually consist of representatives who were chosen in free and fair elections by citizens who could choose representatives from multiple political parties formed by the people. Now, this contrasts with the Soviet Union and communism because in the Soviet Union, it was a totalitarian dictatorship. Power was concentrated in the hands of a single dictator, and they were also the leaders of a single party, the Communist Party. In the Soviet Union, voters largely had no other option but to choose the candidate offered by the Communist Party. The last thing to compare is how these two conflicting ideologies and systems viewed individual rights. Well, in the US individual rights, such as freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly and religion, and the protection of due process, fair trial, were guaranteed under the US constitution. Now in the Soviet Union and under communism, the Communist Party suppressed freedom of speech and punished dissent. This would be best seen in the Great Purge under Joseph Stalin. Under Joseph Stalin, so concerned was he, so paranoid was he by real and imagined competition that he would purge his own Communist Party. He would purge the Red Army and he would purge his own secret police, the NKVD. At least 750,000 people would be executed and more than a million sent to forced labour camps, the gulags, for perceived or actual opposition. Now, what does this mean in reality? We've talked about conflicting ideologies, but how would this work in reality? How would it manifest itself in reality? Well, soon after the Russian Revolution of 1917, the West and the Soviet Union would soon come into conflict. The Russian Civil War of 1918 to 1921 would see the Reds, the Communist Bolsheviks compete against the Whites, the anti-Communist, anti-Bolsheviks. And the West, the USA, Britain, France and other European countries would support the Whites and try and roll back and stop Communism in Russia taking hold. Now, of course, that will antagonize the Reds, it would antagonize communists and the Bolsheviks, the people who supported the revolution in Russia. But also soon after, well, actually around the same time as the Russian Revolution in 1917, the leader of the Russian Revolution and the Soviet Union, Lenin, would actually pull Russia out of World War One. So not only did the West antagonize the Soviet Union by backing the whites, but Lenin and the Soviet Union would antagonize the West by pulling Russia out of World War One and stop supporting the Allies and the United States and Britain. In 1919, we saw the creation of the Comintern, and this was set up to help spread global revolution. Now, while this would be scrapped in 1943 in favour of communism in one country, the damage was already done. The West saw the Comintern as an acknowledgement that this would be a threat to the West, the threat to liberal democracy and capitalism and the West's way of life. In the very same year in America we see the beginnings of something called the Red Scare. Now in 1919 we see the creation and the formation of an American communist society and this would whip up anti-communist feeling. Suspected communists were deported and by January 1920 6,000 suspected communists would either be arrested or imprisoned. So these are not even proven communists. Many years later, 20 years later, the West was able to pin down the Soviet Union as being this aggressor, as being this entity to fear, because in 1939, the Nazi Soviet pact was signed. And this was a non-aggression pact between two dictators, Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler, the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany. And this only went to confirm to the West that this was a regime and an ideology to fear. After the collapse of the German Reich, there will only be two powers in the world, the United States and Soviet Russia. Through the laws of history and geographical position, these giants are destined to struggle with each other, either through war, or through rivalry and economics and political ideas. That was an extract from Hitler's political testament. His final statement prepared the day before his suicide in 1945. In this episode, we have looked at communism, and we've looked at Western capitalist democracies. We have compared the economic systems, we've compared the political systems, and looked at what these two systems say about individual rights. But these conflicting ideologies would have real consequences for the Cold War, for US, British and Soviet relations in 1945. The Cold War would be a state of mutual hostility, distrust and rivalry between the US and the Soviet Union. This this contest would pitted the capitalist West and its allies around the world against the communist controlled East and its allies around the world.